I mean, I, I think for my career path, I mean, I think in life, there's a lot of things that could go back and be like, yeah, I, I could have did this different or I should have handled this better and things like that. But for my career path, I, I really have to look at it and say like every move was the right move. But at the time, I didn't know it. Right. And so I think the advice I have there is like, follow your passion. And that's what I did. Right. Like I decided I'm doing footwear. There is no other option. This is what I'm doing. And I committed my work, my free time when I was in school, everything was towards that goal, super focused. And that to me, that limited, I was only going to be successful with that focus because there's no other option. So that sent me somewhere and it sent me on a path and it sent me on a trajectory. Right. And then I would run into little obstacles, right? Like I said, where, you, you know, oh, I'm not happy or I'm not, you know, certain point, like, do I want more or do I need this or whatever? But I think it's just knowing that, like, you don't really know where you're going to be five or 10 years later. So always be open to opportunities that may not be what you think you want. Because two or three times I took something, like, in my mind, I wanted something else. And it just didn't work out for some reason. And so I ended up at this spot. And initially it was like, okay, well, this was my plan B, but looking back, it was like, holy cow, I'm really glad I didn't go with plan A. Cause like, if I would have kept doing that, I just would have been going further and further and further, probably just as a footwear designer. And that would be all I ever did. And that's cool. That, that, that should be great. And for a lot of people, that was great. But I'm like, I look at where I am now, both my personal growth, professional growth, who I get to work with, the type of, the type of people I get to work with. And I think, man, I'm so glad that I took a liking to development. I'm so glad I took that chance to leave a specific design role and went into that product management role. I'm so glad I made the leap into just working with materials. I'm so glad I made the leap into going to a corporate sustainability role. Like all those times, those are really hard decisions. But looking back, I was like, man, but it gave me a skill set that made me perfect for what I'm doing now. And I'm really glad that I'm doing now what I'm doing now, right? So it's just try to be open, follow your passions, talk to people, right? Like, and, and talk to people that you know, don't just talk to other designers, right? Talk to all kinds of different people and, and you, you'd be exposed to, to different things, right? Um, and then I would say too, like the advice is like, don't live in a design bubble. I think that's the thing that I've learned the most. Um, there would be things that maybe even, I'm sure I even said it when I was a young designer and I know other people still say it now, like this attitude that sometimes designers have of like, well, we're creative and we're special and we're different. Like everybody's different and everybody's special. And when you're on a real team working for a real business that have real goals, everybody's needed. And so, you know, there used to be sort of these phrases of like, well, you know, I could, I could do the numbers and I could do sales, but those sales guys can't do my job. And like that mindset is, is not good. Um, if there's any designers out there that have that mindset, I would say, get rid of that, get rid of that, because that's not the mindset that makes for a good team. Um, and everybody's equally as needed. You know, there, there's so many people out there that want to be footwear designers. When somebody leaves, you can fill that hole real easily. You can fill it just as easily as if you have to fill an accounting spot or a sales spot or a marketing spot. Um, so I would say for a while, I lived in a little bit of a design bubble, thinking that like designers are sort of special. Um, but they're only as special as every human is special, right? And it takes a team. Um, and the moment you start really putting yourself on a pedestal and believing your own hype and thinking that somehow your designs are more valuable than what everybody else is doing, that's paths you really don't want to go down. You know, when I would work with design students and stuff, there'd be a lot of times where I'd be like, 
you know, the, the, the student I'm working with wants like likes footwear design, but that's not their best skill. Uh, but I could see that when I talk to them about development stuff or material stuff or color and trend, that they're much better at that. Mm. And I'd have to go through this process where I'm like slowly over time of the semester trying to convince them like, you're you're not a footwear designer, you're a color color designer. You're not a footwear designer, you're a footwear developer. You know, like you will be good in this industry, but it isn't drawing shoes. It's doing all of these other things that are just as valuable. Um, that, that you will be more happy with, right? Um, or it's just product sustainability, right? Or all of these things, right? And and yeah, I think that's that's one of the challenges with industrial design a lot. And I think different schools do a better job at this, but a lot of times it just boils down to like your sketchbook. Um, yeah. And sometimes for some people, that's the skill that is needed for certain roles and certain jobs. And it's what they want to do, but it isn't just that, right? There's so many opportunities if you if you can just sort of like, like you say, say be self-aware, understand what you want to do and know how to effectively communicate to the job market or to the industry. Like, this is what I want to do. And then they can say, oh, okay, yeah, we do need somebody that, that thinks like that, that does that kind of work.